You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Hey everybody, my name is Andy Sokolovich and I am a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach and the and the owner of UnleashStrengths.com, nestled right here in the small Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa. For those of you who haven't seen the show, Thematics is a video series created by Unleash Strengths to highlight the massive impact the StrengthsFinder assessment and the book StrengthsFinder 2.0 has had on now over 11 million users. It's our belief here at Unleash Strengths, the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Each person being interviewed today uh, is intimately aware of their strengths and wants nothing more than to share their strength story. For more information and to view a recorded version after we're done with this broadcast, you can go to UnleashStrengths.com to schedule an interview. We're always looking for people to interview. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a strengths guru. You just have to love the concepts of strengths-based development. Go ahead and shoot me an email, Andy, A-N-D-Y, at UnleashStrengths.com. Or give us a call at 815-441-2219. Hit us up on social media. That's right, Facebook and Twitter. We're cruising around those platforms as well. Facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths and Twitter.com forward slash at Unleash CSF. Again, it's Unleash CSF. So today we have Jeanette Dupree with us. You, I'm pronouncing her name as I can do it. There's another way to do it, and you may share that with us as well. So Jeanette, please introduce yourself. Let us know where you're from and share with us your top five. Hi, Andy. Um, so yes, I'm Janet Dupree from South Africa. I live in Johannesburg. And uh, I have a business called Engagement Dynamics, and I, I'm, a, I'm a coach, I'm a facilitator, I'm a consultant working in the field of engagement. Um, in terms of my strengths, I was saying to you just now, Andy, I don't have top five because one of mine is maximized. I have a top nine. <laughs> so my top five are um, input, relator, maximizer, individualization, learner, and then I also pull in strategic responsibility, connectedness, and self-assurance. I love that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much me. <laughs> that's awesome. I love how Maximizer's like, yeah, I see that top five, but I'm going to blast right through that, and I'm going <laughs> to absorb nine out of the – and I'm going to bring it in. I think that's so cool. So so talking about yeah, StrengthsFinder, who introduced it to you and why? How did it ever really enter your life? So my very first encounter with StrengthsFinder was when I was involved in a multi-level marketing company uh, approximately 16 years ago, and they had a fantastic support system for just growing us as, as leaders, as people, and the, I, one of the books in the system was Now Discover Your Strengths, which actually predates StrengthsFinder 2.0. And uh, so I went through that book, did the test, got the results, and said, you know, pretty, pretty typical. This is just so me. Mm -hmm. And and I was impressed with the with, with the tool. Um, I have a background in psychology, so I have some understanding of um, psychometric tests. And there were just some things about this test that were different from anything I'd encountered before. So I, I was. 
I, I read the book from cover to cover, as you see. I have input and learners, so I read the book and um, got to the end of it and thought, I would so love to work with this tool. Mm-hmm. And nothing much came of it after then. I mean, I, there was obviously some impact, and we'll, we'll talk about that just now, um, just in terms of my own personal journey. Um, it unleashed a whole lot of things for me, made a whole lot of things make sense for me, but I didn't. I didn't have the opportunity to do much with it. And then, um, in and I think we're going on now, probably to your second question, Andy. But a couple of years later, I suddenly I was sitting at my desk doing some work. Up pops an email, and we heard that Gallup was sending somebody to South Africa to do some training of coaches. And I'm pretty convinced that I was the first person to sign up for that course because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was so ready for it. I didn't have the money in my bank. I just I zapped back an email saying straight away saying I'm in. I'm I'm there, and uh, got to do well. What in South Africa we do level one, level two, level three training. Went on to do all three levels within the space of of about a year, and now. Not only do I, I sort of really relish my own strengths, but I get to help other people discover theirs as well. So it's become very much well a huge part of my life. That's that's great. Now I want to revert back to something you said earlier. You said you read the book, you took the assessment, and something about the the assessment and the concept of strengths based development really appealed to you. And you said you noticed there were some differences compared to other personality tests that are out there or dubbed personality tests. What were some of those differences? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? Sure, Andy. I mean that's a really great question, and and it's something that I get to talk about quite often in my work. I always say to people there are there are three or four things that I really like about the strengths kind of test, particularly in the context of organizations where I work. The first is the language that it uses is everyday English. Mm. If I contrast it, for example, with a Myers Briggs, you know, nobody understands if I say to them I'm an INTJ. Uh, that doesn't mean anything to the average person on the street. A Myers Briggs type assessment is too complex for the average non-trained person. So that's the first thing I love about strengths. It uses everyday English, and I think it's something that everybody can relate to. The second thing is that it is positive. You know, it's focused on what's right with people. Um, and yeah, I certainly explore vulnerabilities with my clients, with my my coaches. But at the end of the day, this is about what's really great about you. Um, I, another tool that I'm, I'm relatively familiar with is the Enneagram. And in my exploration of that, there's, again, there's so much of value in it, not knocking the tool. But, but I was just offended by some of the stuff that was said in there um, because it was, there was no sense of, you know, this is, this is what a well-managed number seven looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a number seven can do this and does that. And so, so yeah, for me, the, the positivity is just so amazingly wonderful. And then the third thing that for me is really powerful about StrengthsFinder is that on the one hand it can be so simple. It's five words. And in the beginning I just coach my clients and, and for myself just get to know those top five and what they mean individually. But the, the, the flip side of that is that there's this great depth of complexity um, once you really go into it and particularly if you are uh, looking at the dynamics between the different strengths, and that is really exciting for me. I'm I'm a maximizer. I've got connectedness. I've got input, and I've got a learner. I love to explore, and I don't like 
anything that's one dimensional. So for me, it, it brings me both simplicity for my clients at the level that they're at initially, but plenty of scope for further development. Yeah, I think, I think maybe one other thing, Sandy, uh, Andy, and that was sorry, and that was just the structure of the test. Um, again, with a little bit of insight into psychometrics, this yeah. test is so clever. It is so cleverly designed. Um, again, it's simple, but the results are profound. Um, and, and I can't fault the, the underlying structure of the actual test, where I can, I think I can find fault with some other tests. Yeah, you know, I will say that I'm pretty green. Uh, you know, not. I don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to some of the other personal development tests or assessments that are out yeah. there, but I have heard what you just stated several times, more so the simplicity of StrengthsFinder. It's easy to understand, and that's why I absolutely love it. And, and you know, we share mm -hmm. that because it's so easy for me to introduce somebody to their top five, and within five or ten minutes, they get it. I mean, they don't have a, a you know a depth of knowledge or how to yeah. you know unlock those or really you know claim them, aim them. But they know how to actually identify their top five, and that happens almost immediately. And that's why it's a tool, obviously, that I've become really passionate about as well. Yeah. Um, so, how would you say that becoming strengths aware, knowing your top five, or for you your top nine, how would you say that that has impacted your life? What changed after you became aware of those nine different talent themes? Because I have a long list of responses. I've been working with this tool for fifteen years now, <laughs> but I think the very first thing was it helped me clarify my sense of purpose. Um, and I'll, I'll give you some illustrations, just pulling on my strengths. One of the things that I discovered when I did my coach training was that my learner has quite a profound impact on me. And one of the things that that learner does is it confuses me sometimes because I've discovered that I've learned skills right down to my number 30 talent. Sorry behind that, which maybe I'll tell just now. Um, so I, there were a lot of things I could do, and it was very hard for me to actually decide what I should be doing as opposed to what I could do. Mm -hmm. And strengths kind of clarified that for me um, in, in, in a really profound way. So I think that was, that was the first thing that it did. Um, it shaped my language. I, I use, I'm, a, I'm more conscious of the fact that I use language that is aligned with my strengths. Um, and I'm also more sensitive to the language that other people use. Um, and, and because, and, and, and that kind of feeds naturally into the next thing, which is that it's made a profound difference in terms of the way that I understand and relate to other people. Now, I mentioned to you that I have a background in psychology, so I would like to think that I always had some, a fairly deep level of insight into people. I also have related individualization in my top five. So again, that's a natural bent for me. But beginning to understand strengths language and the way that strengths manifest in people has made me a lot more sensitive to, to the strengths that are driving their behaviors, even when those behaviors may not be comfortable for me. It's, it's made me at least understand where they're coming from um, and see that quite often I think more, a little bit more positively than I might have in the past. So I think I think that was certainly something. Um, I think strengths helped me manage my time. 
So, and, and this relates, I think, also to the purpose uh, quest or the, the, the purpose benefit that I mentioned just now. Being much more aware of, of what I should be doing means that I am able to say no to some things. Now, I mentioned that I have responsibility in my top nine, and it's my top uh, execution talent. And so I don't find it easy to... Andy, I've got to plug in my computer. Hang on one sec. <laughs> yeah, take your time. Sorry, I thought I'd done that. Um, otherwise, I'll lose you forever. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, I have responsibility, which means that it's not easy for me to say no to people. Being much more aware and conscious of what I'm really good at has allowed me to say, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And an interesting, an interesting um, example of that was I've always known that I'm a leader, and in certain leadership circles, there's a very strong, well, I experienced a very strong imperative to be of service. And I, I'm fully subscribed to a sort of servant-based leadership approach. But what I ended up doing in these environments was doing a lot of what I call dishwashing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going to serve in order to earn the right, as it were, to, to be a leader. And so I washed a lot of dishes, and what people saw was a really good dishwasher. Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned now to say, you know what, yeah, I can, dish I can wash dishes, and if there's a need to wash dishes, I'll wash dishes. But that's not where I'm going to add most value. I'm going to add most value when I'm helping you to be strategic, when I'm helping you to see a system that is going to make your organization more effective. Um, I'm going to be more effective when I'm leading and coaching and teaching people. That's where I add most value. And it's been very helpful for me to, to, to gain the confidence to, to be able to say that to people. Um, because I think I had a bit of false humility in a way. Yeah, I love that. I love that you said. I love the whole analogy of a dishwasher because that really. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna show everybody my cards because one of the reasons why we do this podcast is because I'm a little selfish. So I not only want to give people an opportunity to share their insights, but I always take something away from every single interview that I do. And I am going to take that because that really applies to me as an individual. For so long, I was trying to reach for just a low-hanging fruit because that's what I was recognized as being good at. Even though I had the ability to do things on a larger scale I just was got into a little comfort zone and I love how you said, yeah, I can wash dishes, but this isn't where I'm going to make the most impact. This isn't where I'm going to be the most effective. You're underutilizing my talents. Yeah. And I think that's so insightful and I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Awesome. Yeah. I agree with you. I, 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 maybe just to take that a little further, Andy, I mean, today I was, well, yesterday I, I've been at a conference the last two days. Mm -hmm. um, in my field, which is organizational development. And the very best speaker of the conference was the guy who was first up yesterday morning. And he's head of organizational development for a very significant organization in South Africa. It's an investment bank. And he, he was doing his thing, and throughout he was asking for participation. Mm -hmm. And most people were not very verbal, and I responded to a few things. And... So the third opportunity that I had to say something, 
he looked at me from the front of the room. I was right at the back of the room. And he said, will you come and work in my organization? Yeah. That wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. No. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'm getting to play in the most exciting places. Um, again, something maybe that just to, to illustrate two of my strengths. I have strategic, as I said, at number six, and I have relator at number two. And one of, one of my profound learnings out of that was that my relator really enjoys deep, meaningful interactions with people. Mm. But my relator enjoys particular, or, or my interpretation of deep and meaningful is shaped by my other talents. And one of the talents that is most profoundly shaped by is my strategic talent. So I often say to, to my coaches who have that combination, we need, we have a sole need as relators with strategic to be in the inner thinking circle. Mm -hmm. It isn't about our egos. It's about the fact that we are, we are nurtured and fed when we are in that environment. And I'm finally getting the opportunity to do that. And it was something, it was a hunger that I had for so, so long. Um, that was, it, it, it gave me, yeah, I was wounded because I'd had that door shut so many times. Mm -hmm. And somehow knowing my strengths has just enabled me to step into that space. Um, and it's very special. It is very special and it's a confidence booster. And I, and I always look at strategic kind of like, I call it my, if this, then that theme because when, <laughs> whenever I think of strategic, I mean, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say next, but I'm thinking about, I want to foster this relationship because then this may lead to that. Or I want to foster that relationship because maybe I can do that for them. Um, so I love, I love strategic. I love how it plays in. It's obviously my number one. Um, so yeah. uh, thanks again for sharing that story. And, and, and yeah, it's strengths is it? I mean, I always tell everybody if you want a boost of confidence, if you want to feel great, sure, go to the gym, get your hair cut, buy a new shirt, whatever it is that you need. But if you want to feel great for the rest of your life, start investing in you. Start investing in your own talents, mm -hmm. and and show the world what you have to offer. And I yeah. think it was it was a really good story you said about that that uh, presenter saying, "Would you come and work for my organization?" Because now, at least here in the States, we're starting to see more and more organizations reach out to people who have natural ability, the natural talent to perform that task. Um, you know, 20 years yeah. ago, I would say, cool, come work for my organization. Do you have at least three years experience? Do you have a master's degree in this? You know, do you have this? Do you have this? All these prerequisites or hurdles that provide that prevented you, excuse me, from ever making an impact in that organization. So, Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> So what was you may have shared it with us, and we you know I tried mm -hmm. to read between the lines, but the aha moment, the moment where you saw Strengths Finder, you took the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment, and you realized, hey, there's some serious traction to this. I mean, this isn't just and we discussed your three things that you noticed immediately off the bat that separated from the other yeah. personality tests or development tests or assessments. What was that aha moment for you? I think there have been so many, Andy, but, but maybe one little story that, that sort of emerged while I was doing my training. Um, the, uh, the guy who was training us was a fabulous guy um, called Joe Cavanaugh from, from Gallup. And Joe was standing in front of us, and I was kind of in the front row listening eagerly, and he started telling us a story about a woman who had empathy at number one and how 
he, she, she, you know, she was kind of saying to him, how can this be a strength that's been a curse my whole life? <laughs> and I found myself getting very emotional. And I thought, oh, quick, let me have a look and see where my empathy is on my profile. And it turned out that my empathy was number 30 out of 34. Now, I had trained as a therapist, and, and I was shocked because I didn't think of myself as not being empath empathic. So I then took a really careful look at, the, at the, the profile, and the first thing that I noticed was the comment I made just now, which was that actually I have developed skills in all of the talents right down to number 30 because of my learner. But what I also noticed then was some of the other talents that were in my bottom five. And, and three of them in my bottom five are empathy, developer, and restorative. Now, just quickly for those who maybe don't know as much about those, empathy is all about exactly that, understanding people's feelings. Um, developer is all about going on a patient, slow development journey with people. And restorative is all about fixing problems. So I'm not into fixing problems. I'm not into going on slow developmental journeys. And I don't have much empathy. I don't focus on feelings. I focus on facts. So those three together don't make for a very good therapist. And it was the most amazing aha moment. Because suddenly I had permission to never do that ever again in my whole life. Um, suddenly I realized why my psychiatric nursing practice never took off because what I would do as a maximizer is anybody who came to me for therapy would be given a huge stretch goal that really was going to take them six months to accomplish mm -hmm. and there was no point in them coming back to see me the following week and for many of them that was completely overwhelming. So switching from being a therapist to being a coach was just a natural progression from that realization. Now, there are times when obviously I still tap into that skill, um, and I can do that if I need to. But that, for me, was one of the most profound moments of my whole life. Um, gave me permission to not do some stuff. I love that. I love that word, permission. I think that's that's amazing. And, you know, something kind of similar happened. Not, not really similar happened to me, but it made me gave me a very strong realization that I'm not... I'm not the type of person, and I talk about this in, in past podcasts, and, and people have said, well, Andy, you know, when I sit across from somebody and I do strength coaching one-on-one, -on -one, I find that I can, I'm can i least effective um, in a one-on-one -on -one situation. It's not because I don't care about that individual. It's because I just I don't have the ability to tap into those really deep-rooted uh, empathetic feelings and desires to learn more and more and more about them. I want to show them a possibility, but like you, I want to show them a goal at the end of the rainbow, and it may be six months down the road, but I'm not willing to take those little itty-bitty baby steps. And yeah. uh, that was something that I had to kind of learn. And now I've had to curtail my coaching business around that because one thing that I do get a huge amount of satisfaction from is getting people motivated about StrengthsFinder. And it could be it could be 30 people or 3,000 people. That charges me. And that's when I'm most effective. And that's when I'm in that strength zone. So, yeah, there's so many cool insights or, or realizations that come with just being aware of the type of individual you are. So that's yeah. a really good aha moment. So, so, so what I'm hearing there is, is your um, influencing talents. 
your desire to shift and shape where people are going and I mean that's awesome your communication talent your your woo and an ideation and futuristic yeah and I so, and I knew it was always oh. there I knew it was always there but like you said once I figured it out and I saw it there out of those five talent themes I was able to give myself permission not to ignore my lesser talents but to realize that those aren't going to be how I'm most effective. It's the dishwashing thing yeah. all over again. That's not yeah. how I'm going to make the most impact. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. It, it's such a cool thing. So how, <laughs> so now you've talked, you said you've been using this for years and years now. And, and, and when you, when you talk to somebody new about strengths finder and we'll say, you know, they're not a professional connection, maybe to somebody you met and you're trying to softly introduce the concept of strengths based development and the Clifton strengths finder. How do you go about doing that, and what kind of resistance do you get? I mean, I know here in the states we get a lot of resistance because everybody, you know, maybe works for a large corporation, and every quarter they're taking a new personality assessment, and they're like, "Great, here we go, another one. What is this going to show me?" How do you get by that kind of that fear or or perception of the test in general, the assessment, and what do you say to them to really get them to realize this is a good thing? So again, anyone, and one of the things that has really benefited me is understanding how to use my strengths in the selling process. Um, I haven't actually read um, the, the, the sales strengths book, mm -hmm. but just by natural sort of aware, self-awareness, I have, have looked at that. There we go. You're going to pull the book off. <laughs> well, no, this one here, um, Discover Your Sales Strengths, uh, actually... Yeah is a really, really good one. I believe, from what I understand, this came out uh, well before Strengths-Based Selling. Um, and this is something that, as you said, Selling with Your Strengths, this is a book that I just wanted to kind of share with everybody. It's called Discover Your Sales Strengths. And just wanted yeah. to mention that before we I forgot about it. But go ahead. Awesome. Well, that's exactly it. So, so I don't have communication, woo, uh, futuristic, the kind of strengths that you've got. So for me... Communication is not the way that I'm going to do this. Um, I've realized that my greatest way of selling strengths is, in fact, my relator and my learner, probably. So I'm inherently a teacher um, because I have learner, and I like to form deep, meaningful connections with people. In fact, until I've done that, it's very difficult for me to communicate with them because I want to understand who they are. So one of the things that I've taken to doing is finding the, the real key people that I want to do this with. So, for example, I work with heads of organizational development, heads of HR. And as I meet people in, in the sort of networking circles that, I, that I'm part of, because I have connectedness, um, I isolate people that I think will, that I've already connected with in some way. And I invite them to go on a strengths journey with me. I, uh, I offer them a free strengths finder test mm. and free coaching session. Now that may not be everybody's style and I get a lot of flack for it from a lot of people. Um, but for me that allows me to connect with them and they're always people I know can potentially get me more business. Mm -hmm. So I give them an experience of it um, with a view to, to much bigger business opportunities. I, I, I did that with somebody at the end of last year She's asked me just to give her until March because she's busy with them, some stuff. But she's talking to me about taking 55 people in her organization through Strengths Finder as a result of having spent two hours with me looking at her own strengths. So that's the one thing that I do. 
Um, if I'm just talking in casual conversation with people, I usually just say something like, I work with this absolutely awesome tool um, that identifies people's innate talents and focuses on their strengths. And usually that just makes them a little bit more curious. And if they ask more questions, I can then answer them. So uh, tend not to be pushy at all. Just open up the conversation. And then, as I say, as soon as I have the opportunity. And I've, I've had, I wouldn't say I've never had anybody refuse the strengths finder, but I think sometimes the people I'm trying to get into are just too busy. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I would say I have an 80% success rate with that approach, which suits my profile. Excellent. No, I love that. And, and you touched on something really key there. I think a lot of strength coaches are people who do this professionally when they offer somebody the assessment code and they take it and they don't really do anything with it. It's not because they're not, they don't buy into the concept of strengths-based development. They're not interested in bettering themselves. They just may not have a lot of time right away. Yeah. People are extremely busy. So I kind of had to jump that hurdle in the beginning because I would think, great, nobody likes this. I can't, how am I supposed to communicate the effectiveness <laughs> of this tool? And then somebody sat me down and was like, dude, they just don't have time right now. Like, don't, yeah. don't beat yourself up. They just don't have time. And I said, oh, okay. And then I had to learn some patience, which yeah. was, which was and, hard for and, me. And I, and I found that if I can get in the door with that first um, that first coaching session, they then make the time mm -hmm. because they, they get hooked in and they really love it. Uh, so once I'm there, then, then it's, good. it's good. Absolutely. Okay, so say you and I are sitting in a room and we're standing behind somebody who just finished taking their assessment. Their report just popped up. They hit Control-P on the keyboard. The assessment prints out. They're sitting there looking at it, and they turn to you and say, now what? What would some advice you would you give to those people? Okay, cool question. So one of the things that I do with my coaches is that I ask them to take three different color highlighters. And I ask them to identify with those three different colors um, on the report three things. The first is which of these statements really just resonate with you. This is you. No question about it makes absolute sense. So they'll do that in the one color. The second color is, this really isn't me at all. I don't, I don't, this makes no sense. And then the third color is, um, so this is me, and I know it's me, but actually I'm not very comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a cool starting place. It, it helps them to really get some form of identification right up front with the stuff that makes sense to them. Um, and it allows them to express their doubts, which I think is very important in a coaching process. You know, we can sometimes be so positive about something that we don't allow people the space to say, hey, but this doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then I, when I'm coaching them, I work um, with two concepts. The one is the concept of dynamics, which, of course, we spoke about just now. Mm -hmm. So usually I find that if they're saying this isn't me, that that highlights a dynamic thing. So it isn't you because actually there's another strength that, that supersedes this or that is working together to, to in some way counteract that. And I find that that's usually helpful. And then where they're saying, this is me, but I really don't like it, that generally will point me to a vulnerability. So it's a strength that's not as well managed as it could be, and it's getting them into trouble. 
And so that for me is, is a great starting point. Um, the other thing that I do is that I use um, a slightly modified form of the Gallup Q12, mm. uh, which if your listeners don't know about that, that's Gallup's engagement um, survey and says, well, you know, how happy am I working where I am, to put it very simply. And often by them just doing that little assessment and then looking at their strengths, I can help them to immediately make some connection with the results by showing them how their strengths are impacting on their work experience. Um, so maybe I'll just give you a quick example. One of the questions on the Q12 is, do you have a best friend at work? And I remember coaching one of my first um, clients is, is an HR manager who has, in her top five, she has got all execution talents and, uh, and thinking talents. She doesn't have any relational talents. In fact, when we did her full 34, they're all right down in the bottom, bottom 10. And when she got to that question, she marked it a two out of five. And so I already kind of knew that she probably would do that. And when she did, I said to her, well, she just looked at me, she said, I don't care. I don't come to work to have a best friend. And I said, well, that makes perfect sense in light of these strengths. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to make an immediate connection with it. It, it, it validated the tool for her. Um, so I do that you know, with people, just immediately give them some hook that they can say, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I don't yeah. know if that answered the question. <laughs> that, no, that did. And I, and I believe just using your example, there's probably a time in that woman's career where she had some kind of engagement with a superior or a manager who maybe gave her some advice and said, hey, you need to start uh, you know, reaching out to some people here and making some friends at work. Um, just because maybe others see her as too focused on the goal and not really willing to, to inst you know, create some kind of friendships. But, but that's not her. That's just not the way she's going to yeah. function. And if she's forced to do that, she's going to be distracted and she's not going to be as effective. So, yeah. yeah. That's... In, fact, in fact, there was another very cool story, just chipping in very quickly. I had guessed before I saw her for 34 that her empathy was at number 34. And we had a big laugh because when the results came out, that's exactly where her empathy sat. And she told me a story on the day, that, one of the days I was coaching her that that particular day, one of, her one of her staff members had phoned in and said, she's not coming into work. And she was so angry with this woman until this lady sent her a picture on her phone of she'd injured her hand. Mm. And when the picture came through and she saw the injury and the extent of the injury, she suddenly, it wasn't that she became empathic, mm -hmm. but what kicked in was her achiever, and one of her other talents, and right off the bat, I can't actually remember what it was, but suddenly she had something she could do, because she had, oh, she had analytical, so she had the facts, and she suddenly knew what she had to do for this woman, and suddenly she was able to be much more compassionate, mm -hmm. even though she has empathy at number 34, and that was a really interesting story. Um, about this particular woman and how she does function as an HR manager in spite of having no empathy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great how this stuff all works. I mean, both in your professional and your personal life, it's there. And if you look at it and you, and you, you study the dynamics, the solution or at least some kind of insight is always available.
So looking at your top, I say top five here, but in your top nine, (laughs) uh, Janet, what, what is your, your favorite? Do you have a favorite theme? Do you have one that you absolutely kind of get giddy with when you see it come in full charge? Is there that one that stands out? Okay. So that's a horrible question for somebody with input (laughs) because people with input, or if you understand the Enneagram, any of sevens don't like to choose at all. (laughs) We want it all. But I think if, if, so here in South Africa, we talk about our core theme, mm-hmm. um, and I always illustrate that for my, my clients by saying it's kind of like the head of the arrow. Mm-hmm. It pulls all the others in, and that would be my maximizer. Mm-hmm. So several years ago, I had a boss, and when he interviewed me, the words that stuck out for me, and I still recall them, was, Janet, I'm looking for somebody to make the kite fly higher. And the greatest compliment he, he, he gave me was on the day that I left. He said, you made the kite fly higher. And that's become my little metaphor mm-hmm. for my maximizer. Um, I love to make kites fly higher. And I use my connectedness and my strategic and my learner and all of those other talents, my, my love of resources to make kites fly higher. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So this next question that I ask, it always gets people thinking. They're always probably thinking, Andy, why do you even ask me this? It's not relevant. But I always say looking back, and this provides some context on the whole strengths-based development of yourself. Looking back, how do you think your life would be different today if StrengthsFinder never really made its way in there? If this tool didn't exist, if you were never introduced uh, to the Clifton StrengthsFinder and took the assessment? (laughs) When I saw that question, it was kind of, well, um, everything would be different mm-hmm. because it has informed the work that I do. So, so yeah, it can, it's completely shifted what, I, what I've done with my life. Um, but I think probably one of the most significant differences is that I would not have had the confidence to step into my purpose and and the clarity of what that purpose is Um, and it has it's made all the difference that confidence and clarity has enabled me to spend seven years trying to get a business off the ground under exceptionally difficult circumstances with making hundreds of mistakes Mm -hmm. but it is but it has been I have been so confident that I needed to do it that I have been able to persevere through unbelievable challenges. And, and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't known with the, with the sh- surety that I did where I needed to be adding value in the world. Well, uh, Janet Dupree, thank you so much for <laughs> taking some time to allow me to interview you. Um, here in Clinton, Iowa, all the way to South Africa. It's been an amazing experience for me. I know that, and I'm sure the listeners will absolutely love everything you had to say, all the insights and education that you're going to provide them. Do you have any closing comments or anything, insights that you would like to share before we close out this show? So I think I I thought about that, and I, I think for me, just this has been the most exciting journey, and I would so encourage anybody who's thinking about figuring out strengths, to take it seriously. Don't just dip your toes in it, but really explore the tool. Um, 
And and then I had a last thought about a client that I saw recently, and, and it's a very cool story. This woman was referred to me by a, a colleague. She had recently joined the company. The company were invested in keeping her, but she was offending everybody around her. And they said she needs help and she needs it now. And she fortunately, she'd actually been fired from her previous job. And so she was heavily invested in keeping this job. And she'd actually asked for the coaching. I ended up, you know, having the privilege of spending time with her. In her top five, she had consistency, adaptability, significance, harmony, and maximizer. Absolutely wonderful woman. I so enjoyed spending time with her. She's in the legal profession, which kind of fitted with her consistency. Mm-hmm. But she had this very superior way of dealing with people that kind of was coming a little bit out of her significance, but more out of stuff in her past. And I was, she was open enough to learn and to maximize herself that she allowed me to put my finger right on some of the stuff that was, that was really getting in the way of her success. And the great news is she kept her job Excellent. and she's learned a new role in the company. She is now the trusted advisor. She doesn't have to be the boss of everybody there. And um, for me, that was just one of my most special experiences of, of helping people see the value in the strengths that they have and learn to manage it in a way that adds value. That was cool. Nice. Thank you for this time. It's been wonderful. Great yeah. question. Well, I, I always appreciate Like I said, I learned something new from every single interview, and this one is not the exception. So thank you again for being on the show. Uh, everybody, this is Thematics. This was episode number 16 with Janet Dupree. For more of our content, you can go to UnleashStrengths.com and click on the tab that says Thematics, and you can watch our previous 15 episodes. Every interview we do, like I just said, all the people that we interview provide us with a tremendous amount of education and insight into how they use Gallup Strengths Finder and Strengths Finder 2.0 to enhance the lives of others. That's what it's all about. We want everybody to realize they have their unique talents, their amazing strengths, and we want to help them point them in a direction that they can use them to be impactful, to make themselves successful, and just to live a more fulfilled life. If you have any questions for me, there's two ways to get a hold of me. Email me, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com, or give me a call on the phone, 815-441-2219. As always, give me a call if you want to be on this show. Again, you don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a strengths guru. You just have to kind of love the concept of strengths-based development. All right, that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted. 